0: What is going on, guys? This is the Steel Habitat Podcast. I'm your host, John Cunningham, and this week I am joined by once again Martin Kimberley. Hi. And Coach Tom Hill. Hi. What is going on, fellas? Uh, not,
1: not much. It's a little. Bit, it's a little bit cooler today. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, It's it yeah. been roasting, but it's a bit cooler today, so it's not too bad.
0: And uh, well, I don't know. The temperature change in both gyms <laughs> is ridiculous. It's like a ten degree difference during the day. Yeah. So in this gym, I noticed the other day when I was coaching here, it was like twenty two, and I was like, everyone's like, oh, it's dead hot here.
2: I was like in C four, like it was thirty five. I was like, this is cool <laughs> in here. I say that every time someone month from over here. I was like, I was training C four at C4 for the midday. It was like thirty you,
1: like a sauna well I remember
2: last year we had to put a post in the group to
0: be like you, you are safe like it is alright because people were like this is really hot now people <laughs> we were like <laughs> we're, I think it was a bunch I think you Callum and uh, you Martin Callum and Mike were training midday and we're like yeah we put a post out just in case people are like it's getting too hot now because I was getting toasty like seriously toasty I think you
1: do usually train when the sun's at it's hottest yeah so. like
0: middle of the day in a tin can gym loses <clears in the throat> <laughs> more fat though doesn't it Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> burns more calories. The more but you sweat, the more fat you burn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go down that yeah, rabbit hole. <laughs> that was a lie. That was a, <laughs> lie. That was a <laughs> lie. That was a lie. <laughs> I don't know about you fellas, but I actually f- I feel weaker in the heat. Like, uh, I feel like weaker. Like, I know it, I know it's hundred percent psychological because like hundred kilos is like hundred kilos, and I know that I could like.
0: Well, a lot of people say that this week of like they feel more drained mm. when they come in like I've spoke to a lot of people training in the evening and they're like
2: you know what I'm just knackered yeah like I can't lift weights yeah. I get that I think some people in the general population as well struggle to eat and stuff with mm-hmm. uh, with it being hotter I know we keep fairly on top of it because uh, there's obviously I, I, like, I struggle um,
1: with stuff like that, like, yeah. uh, I've had to, like, smash loads of, like, protein bars and, like, uh, yeah. that big milkshake I've just had, I mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't normally have one of them, but proper struggling to... It's yeah, 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 proper struggling to get them calories, yeah. so... Well, I
0: think that's a regular thing, like, a lot of people, again, come into the gym this week and be like, because this is, like, the hottest it's been in England for a while now, yeah. and consistently, yeah, yeah. consistently,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. and people are coming in and be like, I can't eat the calories, and I'm dead tired. But it goes hand-in-hand, hand, doesn't it? Because mm. you're dead tired because you're not eating the energy. But then, because you're Just tired from the sun, mean. you don't feel like <laughs> you It's <laughs> like a spiral down. <laughs> have to survive. But I've heard, uh, I looked on a uh, Facebook, again, my reliable source of information, <laughs> that it's actually like heat records across the globe are getting like smashed in the last two weeks. Well, yeah. that's, that's, de- <laughs> that's, yeah, that's definitely a different podcast. That you can go down that road. Yeah, it's flat as well. <laughs> oh, Mark loves that. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah, like, how how long have we got?
0: Yeah. <laughs> if we say, say go, um, yeah, you just ramble on. <laughs> like just to go off topic
1: a little bit, uh, on the flat Earth thing. Jane, who was on, she was on one of a podcast a while yeah, ago. Yeah, Um, she told me this really good example of, of uh, you know Seth MacFarlane, the fellow who wrote Family Guy. Oh, yeah. He was like, if you can only see part of the Earth. You still know that it's the Earth and the Earth is round because we know that it's we know that it's round, right? Stay with me, fellas, because you're looking at me here like, where the hell is he going with this? I'm really intrigued. So you know Stewie, who's in Family Guy. Yeah. He basically starts drawing Stewie, like all his main features. Uh, So like his eyes, his face, the shape of his head, and he says to flat earthers, "Who's that?" And they go, "It's Stewie." It's like, well. Exactly, it's Stewie. It's not all there, but you know that it's Stewie. So just because you can't see that the Earth is round from your perspective, doesn't mean that it's not round. Have I completely lost you there? Yeah. <laughs> I, like
0: I know you are going at like you start drawing Stewie. You're like before you finish, it's Stewie just by. Yeah. It's not all there. It's not, it's not all here.
1: there. So just because you can't see the full thing, it doesn't mean that just it's because not, of what yeah, you can yeah. see. And what you can perceive it doesn't mean that the Earth is flat. Just because that's your perspective on it.
0: I had a really interesting <laughs> conversation once as well, just to go down this route as well. Uh, this guy was adamant no one's been out the Earth's atmosphere, and man has never landed on the moon ever or been outside of oh, this yeah. atmosphere. Because there's like loads of conspiracy. Oh like yeah, though, tons there? of that as well. But just <laughs> to hear someone who was that like far into it, I was like. Wow, man. A guy, guy took a
1: spirit huge. level up on a plane to try and prove that the Earth wasn't flat. Yeah, I guess he won his argument. Don't prove wrong. <laughs> oh,
0: Imagine how smoky it'd be with that like I thing up there go, told you guys, <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Alright, before we get to our topic, we might have to reel this back into some sort of training oh, yeah. or fitness. Oh, yeah. That's a good oh. route to go down there. The have flat we still had the
2: podcast?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we're right, into okay. it now. In fact, we just spent the last six minutes just talking. about flat Earth. Oh, no, good, that. Um, We were going to talk about training-wise, and especially the heat involved and all that sort of stuff, about what we're doing going into summer I know you guys are in between rugby seasons or potential rugby seasons depending on what you guys want to do We're just going to have a little uh, chat about trainings we've done trainings that work best all that kind of thing as well because I think a lot of the guys who listen to us actually are members of the gym as well so maybe intrigued into what we've done before what they are doing how we basically program and what we enjoy Mm. because I know you Tom you've been doing the century program
2: for a little bit as well yeah so I think I've Roughly about four or five weeks in now. um. Water program. Yeah, exactly. If I'm gonna the wrong it's fairly solid. So you get a mixture of volume and obviously lifting heavy weights, which is nice. Um,
0: For those who don't know as well, Century is like our, our basic strength program, would you yeah, say, at the gym. 100%. So it's a mixture of, I think right now it's a five by five program with the end of the week, telling her off to more... Single L single ...at
2: a higher volume there. Yeah. So you get a good mix do you of volume. skip those sessions? No. <laughs> I, I quite like that. <laughs> do them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I usually do that on... Saturday, so the way my week's working at the minute, I do Monday, Tuesday, uh, apart from that week when I absolutely ruin myself, I uh, do a deadlift twice in two days. Um, I think you, that was your, oh, yeah, as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wanted to see how mentally <laughs> strong he was. <laughs> I
0: was like, because you were like, Yeah, I remember you saying, you said to me, oh, my back hurts a little bit, I was like, "Why's well, your back hurts? I, like, I deadlift twice in a row. I was like, why have you deadlift two days in a row? I like, Martin said that shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright. Um, so yeah. Um, so I did that. Um, so I usually do Monday, do the deadlift and bench press as your main, and then the Tuesday I do the squat and the pull up. Then Thursday I've been doing.
1: Uh, what would be the the Friday session. Or the, the Wednesday. I've been doing the Wednesday section, right, yeah. so I like do like maybe a bench slight bench alter, alteration, yeah. yeah.
2: And then Saturday have been doing, um, or I do Friday stuff, Friday, Friday or Saturday, yeah. yeah. And Saturday I've been doing like the single higher arm. rep single arm stuff. So
0: you get a bench <coughs> and pull up, a deadlift and squatting every single week, of fairly heavy yeah. stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoy it. Um, How's your strength and size going? I think strength's improving at the minute. Um... Size, I haven't done measurements for a bit, to be fair, I could probably do with getting them done again, but um, off the back of my last program I was certainly noticing increases in volume, um, just because I was eating more and lifting more, so it was working, um, but at the minute it's sort of harder to tell, and um, yeah, it's going well, I'm enjoying it see where I'm at in six weeks. I'll probably aim to test when everyone else tests and just see where I'm at. Getting a mix in the group session and getting yeah. a ring that PB yeah. bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, getting showed up by the members. Yeah,
1: That would be pretty funny if you just just finished a warm-up and then just like cracked on with a session. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Let's go that, guys, uh, let's roll into this. <laughs> maybe.
2: Maybe. Um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah that's how mine's going um, but we've been me we, and you
0: have mentioned that about <coughs> lifting in a session obviously the session's coach but if you're not coaching you have a chance to lift in a session it's definitely
1: worth it definitely yeah. you definitely
0: get a bit of adrenaline rush yeah. and being like some people in the gym here Massively. I know will watch yeah. like the coach lift yeah, yeah. let's like put, not put in the show but but you do get that bit of a rush going in there as yeah. well.
2: some days especially a Saturday when Adam's been coaching in here. I've been doing a session because I've got a personal session in the morning. Um, so I've been training with the gym members. And so yeah, I've got to sort of, not put on a show, but like prove that you're doing it as well. Because I, yeah. I think that's massively important if you're doing any sort of coaching that practice what you preach. And talk, so you've talk, got to do yeah. it. yeah, exactly.
0: Well, I had that exact same conversation with one of our members yesterday, doing a review or measurements and that. And they were like saying just the atmosphere is great. And he even said like, when I see the coaches train amongst it it's it's not like you do one thing and they do the other they're Mm. literally doing the exact same workouts well deadlifting, the squatting and they're they're grafting hard he said he looked over and like the boys were like sweating like training hard and that pushes them a little further (laughs) because he said he's just started lifting weights but to see and look across and like coaches have been lifting for years in the same like kind of like in the same heat sweating giving graft it was like oh this is this is yeah. cool, it's actually in the environment, because yeah. the environment has a huge, like, absolutely, definitely, like, we talk about, like, you just had your competition mind as well, and that environment, how is it going into that environment, because the competitions, again, whether it's training or competition, if you're in an environment, that pushes you, you're yeah. going to lift some big numbers, and, and yeah. really push yourself.
1: When, well, uh, th- thinking about it now, because it was, it uh, it was like it was the start of last month, wasn't it?
0: It was, it was,
1: it was like time goes fast. It's quite, quite. It's well. like it's like the it most <clears throat> a month now. Yeah. Um. And when I when I got there, I was watching some of the uh, some of the guys like uh, warm up. Cause I was only I was only due to start like in the mid morning. And um, I was watching some of them warm up. And I was, like, thinking to myself, I am so out of my depth here. Like, I'm so far out of my depth here. So far out of my, not necessarily out of my comfort zone, but thinking more along the lines of, yeah, I'm going to fucking embarrass myself here. Um, And, like, all those sort of thoughts were, like, running through my head. And I said to my partner, Jane, like, who'd who'd come with me, it kind of got to a point where I was, like, just about to get ready to put all my gear on and go and start warming up. And I turned to her and went, I am fucking shitting myself here. Um, after that though like being being surrounded by people who are like who are very skilled and have been doing it because I've only really been Olympic weightlifting maybe for like 18 months yeah, two years because yeah. like you you actually got me into it JC um, and so the, some of these guys was chatting for some of them some of them have been doing it since they were like seven so it's like it's like them sort of stepping onto a rugby yeah, field exactly. like to play against me when I've been Playing rugby since I was like ten or whatever, um, but being in that in that environment where these people have been doing it for a very long time, it it gave me sort of a different perspective of like, yeah, all right, I'm here to like to do a job, and um, yeah, there might be a crowd of people and there might be like a lot of pe- like overlifters like sort of watching you, but there was no there was no kind of like. Real animosity from anyone. It was just kind of a good environment to be in. That we were all, all kind of in the same boat, all super supportive, all like sharing platforms and stuff like that. So it was a was definitely a good experience. And to be honest with you, I think it's more nerve wracking. Thinking about it now, it's more nerve wracking to <laughs> Olympic weightlift in the gym. <laughs> Is it in front of like in front of our members? Do you know what I mean? Because you see them day in, day out. <laughs> Whereas like all these people I had to go to Newcastle yeah. for this yeah. for this competition, so probably never gonna see <clears throat> half of them
0: again. <laughs> That's it, that no, is interesting that but to speak of that environment, I remember I shared some experience with you there, like competing in weightlifting. One of the best training environments I've been in is when I used to train at the Manchester Gym for weightlifting. And they invited, I didn't know this was a Saturday session and it was like a mock meet type thing, like go up to a Daily Max on Snatch and Clean Jerks, see what we get. But I didn't know, but they invited a Leeds gym over as well. So there was like 20 of us really in good these standard. like um like a room with like eight platforms in facing each other, like kind yeah. of a yeah. corridor, corridor but it's similar to this gym. And there was like twenty of us. And I was like, like music blaring." I was like, "This is cool as fuck." This <laughs> yeah. like PBs left, right, and center, yeah. and like everyone cheering each other on, everyone filming each other, and I was like, "This is sick." Like just to push you and like the weights, but the weights weight, weight, but they seem lighter just for that adrenaline yeah, going as well. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous, and that adrenaline rush. Like I know a lot of our members here get nervous for test week. Because people are around watching all that sort of stuff, but that I, I love it. Like the people yeah. watching, the adrenaline launch. Yeah. and especially for the powerlifters who join a the team, their first thing was like, "Wow, the weight seemed lighter yeah. when you get on stage because everyone's watching yeah. you. You kind of shit your pants, but that makes you the adrenaline go." When you pick no the one's
1: around no one's like watching you do yeah. it, it's hard. It can be hard. Oh, that's when you've got to rely to massively uh, on the
0: inside, exactly. isn't it? Exactly.
1: It can be hard to uh, to have that little bit sort of extra in you um, to like get the job done so like if you need to say for like powerlifting you need to hit a set weight for a set number of reps and you're fucked, you're, you've been up all day you've been up all night like because like your baby's been up all night or whatever or you've had an argument with your partner or you've had a shit day at work and you need to come in and do it, that's that's where you need to rely on like obviously the yeah. the mental toughness but then when you get to competition day, it's like, oh, what was that even?
0: Yeah, yeah. What
1: was I even yeah. worried about? Because that extra bit of adrenaline is what like pushes you on.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous the environment and how it changes. Well, you don't know unless you know. So, that Manchester gym uh, example I've just given, and then our own gym, you know, people around you pushing you. And then you go to the likes of a commercial gym. And everyone's got their headphones in, mm. the music's turned down loud, yeah. and I'm like, this is terrible, you know, just the atmosphere of like if you want to get stronger, well, really, no one's strong in Pure Gym because the atmosphere doesn't breed strong people. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So if you put yourself if you go to a and gym who the lightest deadlift by two fifty, yeah, you're probably gonna get stronger. <laughs> but if you go to yeah. Pure Gym yeah. and like just do whatever, it's so easy just to fall off and be like, oh no one's watching me, I've got no accountability I'm not yeah. even among strong people so I don't have to push myself but if you go into that powerlifting gym or like gym where everyone's working hard and you're the one not working hard and not lifting heavy weights it's kind of like, oh well I've let myself down here, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and push harder that environment is uh, it's definitely massive
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that was a big motivator for me coming in here joining you guys coaching just because I knew that one, my trainer had to step up a little bit because you guys were all training a lot and I've been training a lot but I've fallen out of it because I've been doing like uni work and stuff like that and so I just had to get back into it and um, that was a massive thing that I had to push me along with it um, so yeah, it does happen um, especially because I was in maybe more of a commercial sort of gym um, but yeah, it does
0: What I'm interested in then is how has your training philosophy and how you go about training kind of changed or differed, your opinions maybe differed over the last few years, training whether it's in the steel habitat, I know Tommy Fair knew, or whether it's from when you were a teenager, like figuring out what works, what doesn't work, what's a fad. and How do you get bigger and stronger?
1: I've recently, like sort of answering that question, I've recently had like a little bit of like a sort of revelation about Especially with Olympic weightlifting because it is it is so technical and it is so difficult and it does require very high levels of concentration. Um, with with that, because I'll usually I usually like you you know anyway, like I'll separate my Olympic weightlifting sessions with like more strength-based sessions. So it's between thirty and forty minutes of Olympic weightlifting in the morning usually. And then usually around about the same amount of time spent on more sort of strength work in the evening. Um, for Specifically for my Olympic weightlifting session, I'll, like 10 minutes before I start, it's going to sound like that dramatic now. I'll put my phone away. I'll put my laptop away. I'll try and clear my mind of like any kind of like personal stuff, work stuff, any kind of stress. Like like, going into that, trying to attempt to go into that session with the, with the thought of, like, this is where I need to be at my most switched on, I need to be concentrating, I can't be distracted by anything, because the second you get distracted by something, you're probably gonna miss time something, you're probably gonna, like, you could potentially hurt yourself, um, all that type of stuff, so trying to separate, like, put my phone away, like, not not getting, trying not to get too caught up in, like, small talk with people, which can, can be difficult because we are such an open environment to be in. Um, and just having that, like, half an hour, like 30, like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes or whatever of, like, pure concentration of this, this is what I'm going to set out as my task and this is what I need to do to get to it today if that makes sense. With the strength stuff, I find it very, very, very easy to concentrate on that because it's not, without wanting to sound like I'm putting strength training down because I fucking love it, um, it's not as technical and I don't really feel that I need to be as switched on. Yeah. Yeah, you still need to concentrate and everything, you still need to be focused, but I can kind of be distracted by someone sort of coming up to me and having a conversation with me, whereas if I'm about to, say, snatch a heavyweight or attempt to snatch a heavyweight, I probably could do with, like, 30 seconds of peace before Mm -hmm. I give that a go to get myself into the right frame of mind.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think when it's so technical as well, you need more concentration, more Mm -hmm. technical, something is, I think i mean some people are different some people again that deadlift or bench press they need their time to switch on but it depends what what, what the circumstances are i mean i'm sure if it's like the ipf last deadlift yeah. you're going to be pretty constrained pretty exactly. hard <laughs> uh, but if it's in a training and it's just like a dumbbell incline press or something <laughs> accessory probably, probably you probably not. can have a laugh probably, and a joke exactly, in that 90 seconds yeah. beforehand you probably not going to
1: be have like the moody sort of- <laughs> a bit of a vacant face, which I, which I, am always conscious of that I have. Like, if someone wants to talk to me, I'll speak to them because I'm not <sighs> trying to be a dick or anything. I'll just like try and refocus myself. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like a good example of someone who's like super relaxed uh, at a competition as well as John Cleave. Yeah, he's laughing and joking before he pb would his deadlift. This exact same yeah. before he squatted. The exact same before he bench pressed. And these are like heavier weights than he's ever lifted in a competition. So under commands, it's like a stressful environment, but he just uh, just de- dealt with it. And I'm so jealous of him for being able to do that.
0: Some people can't, yeah, aren't so they? just are different <laughs> yeah, yeah. wired differently, and that's how they concentrate. Some people need that laugh and a joke. It's funny because you, you look at some people and be like, oh, I need to be like that, or I need to be like that. But you figure out yourself where how best you perform. Whether that is in anything, especially strength training, like all going for that PB, some people do have a laugh and a joke, and some people have to be in a serious point.
1: Like how how do you feel about it? Because I've I think I've seen you flip like once or twice, like when you've been frustrated because it's something that you know that you can do, I think but you haven't quite a- able to. Yeah, to nail
0: it. I think that for me, it's when I know I'm more I'm capable of something. I get like. Annoyed at myself Rather than the circumstances So I mean I get less annoyed In training If training wise I get annoyed If I couldn't complete The volume I wanted to Or the weight That I like Put out I'll get a bit annoyed now In the block I'm training now Which is high volume Strength training I'm doing more complexes In my Olympic lifting Which is more technique stuff And I've actually wrote On my program No maxes No ego During this like 12 weeks Just technique 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 So I think that's given me a little bit of framework just to kind of take the pressure off me in terms of weight. But then I get immensely frustrated in the next eight weeks when I'm trying to push like my doubles and triples and the Olympic lifting if I can't hit the weight I want to. In terms of strength training now, um, I used to put an immense amount of pressure on myself to hit some weights, even though maybe that day I didn't take my lifestyle into account in terms of I was feeling that day, like my sleep, my food. I think I got a lot better at getting less frustrated. But then, just the frustration still comes in. The more frustrated I am, it's how like used to happen to me in rugby as well. So, as soon as you finish the game, you're like, oh yeah, that was cool. I and, then the lifting. Yeah. and then the lift And then, for days after, just disappointment. Yeah. Just complete and utter disappointment. Same as when I do my lifting competition as well, did it. I was like, that was fun. And then I was like, I, I remember in, my, in fact, my last competition, it was in like around about Sheffield Way or whatever. And it was like what an was hour it, and a half. What was the place called? Maidenfold or something <laughs> like that. I got no idea. It was in the middle of nowhere. Anyway, rocked up, did my lifting, all that sort of stuff. Snatch, open snatch, second attempt, missed it on a technical fault. So I couldn't earn the weight to go heavier. So I had to go a little bit above, got that. Clean jerk, opened it, absolutely fine. Second attempt, technical lift, couldn't do it. I was like, I'm going ballsy here. I'm going to throw the biggest cleaning jerk in the competition in my way. <laughs> Did it, got it off, like, above my head. But my arm bent as well, technical fault. So I only made technically one cleaning jerk. <clears throat> so then I finished, got an all right place. But then just drove home in a sulk, like <laughs> an hour and a half, no music, just <laughs> windows up. Didn't even stop for a coffee. And just drove home, just like fuming at myself. Just immense disappointment. But I think that comes from think like the potential that you have for yourself. So if you're if you're hitting that potential, you're happy, you'll probably be dead proud of yourself and be like, you know what, I did my best I could there. Because I think, because I try and put my potential a lot higher than what I do, it just leaves me with constant disappointment. Yeah. So when people, I've asked this, people ask me the question before, it's like, do you like sport? It's like, did you, or did you enjoy that rugby game? It's like, no, 100% not. Yeah. Like, do you enjoy that competition? It's like, no, 100% not. So it's just having that. But that's just what, how it works for me. Like, I enjoy the process of getting stronger. I enjoy training. Like, I love lifting weights. But then in competition, I love the feeling of adrenaline in competition. Like, I, I definitely thrive in that moment. Like, I kind of like, buddy, the show pony in me is like, oh, yeah, watch me lift this weight. But then when I do it, I'm like, that oh, was shit. <laughs> like why why can't I clean jerk 180 like that's what it's like ridiculous um, filled with a I've went the long way around there but constantly filled with like immense disappointment throughout <laughs> 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 <for> life <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how to come back from that actually <laughs> we went pretty deep started so high <laughs> <laughs> It sounds, oh, like right. I've got, it sounds like I got some deep psychological problems.
1: Well, um, after you've finished competitions, because I've had chats with people obviously yeah. like through like uh going to competitions with people for powerlifting and like obviously speaking to yourself about weightlifting. How do you feel like in the not based off like performance? Yeah. Based off like, oh I've trained up to this point and now I'm back down here again. Do like you know what I mean? that
0: little laughter, yeah, like trying to get back again. Yeah. I think the disappointment spurs me on. Yeah. Like, the last, because I trained for my last competition for about five months leading up, like constantly. And then you, you reach that peak, you hit that competition, you do it, and then two days later, you're back in the gym with no competition in like back doing high volume training yeah. or whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah.
0: I think the disappointment gets me through and me, like, I trust so much that I can get to that potential if I work hard. Like, going back into training is easy. Like, yeah. for me, because I know a lot of people really suffer with, like, what do I do now? If there's no competitions in sight, yeah. train along for this one, what do I do? But regardless whether I've got competition, I just go back to square raw and drawing board, and, like, I'm now in another, like, four or five. I realised I can condense that five months into probably about four months or so of training. So now I'm back to the drawing board and just going through that process again. But, again, I love training. I love the process. So... I'm quite happy just to dive in just like not to go cringy, but like grind away at weights mm. and just like pick up 10, pick up 10 all the time until chip you away. get stronger, just mm. chip away. Cause that's what I've realized in training. It's like, I used to think it was like these big sessions will get you improvements, all that sort of stuff. And it's not, it's just chipping away. adding weight to the bar. adding weight to the ball looking after your recovery, make sure you even like just year in year out, what will get you like super strong. Um, so to answer your question, like going back into training, if you trust your process and you believe you can get to that goal, but that goal hard, like I see, I see like my, my goal in the cleaning jerk in the next two years is a double body weight cleaning jerk. So, but that, I know that would be tough, but doable if I put in the work. So then going back into gym is like, oh, well I want to yeah. do this so i have to put in this work. I think when people have unclear goals, it's kind of like, oh, what do I do? You know, do my process? Yeah. Do I get the switch? I think if you, you have a serious like desire to do something, I think it's an easy transition just to trust yourself and be like, I'm going to grind away here, back into mm. it. But I know exactly what you mean because I have so many conversations with people like, I don't know what to do now. Do I go back on fat loss? Do we yeah. do this? Do we do that? I'm like, buddy, just love the process because like, think of the end of the journey. Like If I do that double weight cleaning jerk, it's going to last 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah. 10 seconds of concentration, the lift, and I've just spent four years for that. Exactly, moment. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that, yeah. that's a
1: really good, like, yeah. um, if you think about it that way, like between Olympics, there's, yeah. there's a long time between world championships, but there's even a longer time between Olympic Games. Yeah, yeah. So those like hundreds of thousands of decisions that you tiny decisions that you make along the way are going to add up to.
0: Oh yeah, I and mean, oh they like, do definitely. For
1: like a, for exactly like you say like a 10 second. Yeah. Peak.
0: But, yeah. It's it's, what, it's what's important to you as well, but it goes into all aspects of life. So, you know when people like say I want to achieve this goal, whether it's fat loss, strength, like bodybuilding or anything like that. But then again, those big gestures that you think make huge impacts, they don't, it's those tiny it's ones. The ones like so getting up yeah. early and, and like doing your food diary or like doing your weightlifting session or adding 25 keys to the bar, they seem so insignificant at the time, but add up like you said, Martin, to something absolutely huge which can make the difference into whether you're going to get that weight up or whether you're not going to get that weight up, but I just love the process, like I love like adding weight to the bar and it's it's fascinating. Preparation. I it. Yeah, I love yeah. I just love, like, I, I kind of hate peaking yeah. because it means I lift, a train the less. pressure's on. Yeah, I just train yeah. less. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I just love, like, four days a week of so just smashing tin. Just like, <laughs> and yeah. just, like, People when people say I'm sore, I'm like, I don't know what not being sore is like. Like, <laughs> I, fact, I love it. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> it's like, people so like back, oh, solid. my back's a bit sore. <laughs> I'm like, I can't walk in the morning. <laughs> but, like, you loosen off, you shake it up, you have a coffee, and you're good to go. But then peeking, we like, you drop the volume way down, you build them up to a See, heavy single. I love, I love and that. I'm like, oh, the Instagram yeah. video is cool because you like squat like 200 plus, but then I'm like, I'd rather do sets of 12 and just grind away. <laughs> like, I'd rather, I I love putting myself in a hole and be like, that's fucking hard, that. So, yesterday, if I'm a deadlift, like fastest to 12, and I do t- fastest 12 twice a week on deadlift. And the day after, I'm like, I fucking can't walk here, but I, I love it. Like, love the process. And you know, when people say, Oh, it's got no motivation to train. I'm like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Like, I, like, I'll like, I get angry at myself if I don't train.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing the thing there is, like, people will say that they've got something that they want, yeah. but then their actions reflect bad, a that different... Bad. Exactly, mm-hmm. like, you obviously don't want it that much if you're not turned up to the gym for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> you 100%. don't want to get to that goal that badly if getting up at half yeah. five three times a week is too difficult for you because it's the only time that you yeah. can train.
0: But it's being true to yourself as well. Like, I've got no problem with someone saying, you know what, it's not that van- important to me. Yeah. I just want to get in kind of good shape so I can make, like play with my kids when they're older, like run around a little bit and not be out of breath. And mm. I'm like, that's cool. That doesn't need a gym every day. That just needs a bit of graft. But you can fit in whenever, Two, really. Three hours a week yeah, that's just,
1: it. Of just moving.
0: But if you're like, I want to be on the stage and bodybuild, I'm like, right, this is what you got to do, and it's just prioritizing and what's what's important to you and what can you give, and being true to you because a lot of that is is if you say, oh, I want to get in six pack shape, really good. I don't think people understand that like, how hard that is really? and how unsustainable it is to be like that. But then, same people might be like, Oh, I can't go to gym, because I'm busy work store and they put these things in place to get them a pat on the back and be like it's all right you tried
2: yeah
0: Yeah. it's all right if you don't go to a gym it's like no it's not you just completely lied to yourself but it's just what's priority to you just turn around and say you know what it's not that important to me i'm like that's cool like it's not your thing thing with doing
1: that is like how how would you feel if you changed like i don't have time to it's not my priority
0: yeah i'll make a huge difference like (laughs) it's being truthful it's not it's not your priority it's not your priority but then you can't expect the results you want. So if people are getting frustrated about the results they want, but then haven't put the things in place to get there, it's 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 just in the face, really. But a lot of people put stuff in place. Like, what are you boys' like thoughts and feelings over like, stuff in place that creeps in? That'd be like, oh, I can't train because of this, or I can't do this because of that. I can't track my food because I'm going out.
1: That kind of thing. Like I think that that... People saying that they can't track the food because they're going out is one of my biggest sort of, I'm going to say, an, well, yeah, it is It is quite kind of annoying, to be honest with you, because when you're out, how much time do you spend on your phone to do an Instagram video <coughs> or to fucking message your mate or whatever? Like before you go out, if you know you're going to have like fucking 20 beers, stick 20 beers in my fitness pal and then just enjoy your night. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, 100%. If you know you're
1: going out on a Saturday, like, we've got our party tomorrow, and I know that I'm probably going to drink a fair bit. I'm going with the intention of not drinking that much, because I had, like, a three-day hangover last... Oh, this is going to sound terrible, this. I had a (laughs) three-day hangover from last week. (laughs) Um, So I'm intending on not drinking that much at our summer party, which is happening tomorrow. 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 Um, so when you hear this yes I'll be in a hole there. in a bush somewhere <laughs> I'll be deep in the three day hangover hole yeah. but I'm going to put in to my fitness pal at least 15 beers yeah. and see what that does well that's
0: alright because it, it's still keeping true to the journey and the journey the is like staying lean, I say stronger. that I yeah. want which, which then it makes sense oh, I'm going out but I still want this end goal so I'm going to just adapt it I'm not going to not have fun not go out but I'm just going to cater for it because of course you can fit in those social occasions the beers the pizzas and all that sort of stuff that's absolutely fine I'm not saying you can't do that
1: it's oh, just
0: I can <laughs> 100% 100% can but then it's having that return of being been like if I do this this is going to happen all that kind of thing it's just uh, again that priority is huge in terms of getting results. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Um, I think one of the of ones that we come across a lot is like oh, my work pattern, my work day is too busy and stuff like that and I've had somebody come recently to me and say, look, I've not been able to come in the evenings and that's be- me being rubbish so I've changed my day around and I'm coming in the morning. Yeah, I'm getting up earlier but I'm now able to get up mm. and get into the gym because I want to get fit, I want to lose this weight, I want to do this. And it just makes sense. It should, it's People like that, that you know, actually want to achieve something. Whereas people that just give straight excuses, "I can't," like no can't consider it. Then it's like, well, why are you here? Well, what about you? Sort of wasting your time pretending that you're not gonna, you're gonna achieve those goals when you're not at the the work.
0: Yeah, because
2: it's a hundred percent down
0: to you. You can either give those excuses and be like, "Oh, I can't do this," and just bat it off. Like, I can't do it because of this. But then you can't expect the results to come in return if you keep on giving those excuses, but if you take it upon yourselves, like, "How how can I do this? This is my situation. How can I manipulate it so I can get to the gym or can I have time to work out? And working out for you might not be getting to the gym, but it might be doing, like, I don't know, burpees in the morning or something like that, like tracking your food and just being more active. Everyone can do that. And when you take responsibility yourself and be like, how can I change my life? Then it kind of becomes a lot easier just to be like, I can do this, I can do that. Options happen. But you close off and be like, it's their fault or this person's fault or my work's fault, I can't do it. You're going to be like, I might as well just sit on the couch there and do nothing and eat Cheetos. That's the American thing, isn't it? Can you think of anything else? (laughs) 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 Cheetos. But so as time's gone on, boys, how has your training adapted in terms of what are you leaning towards now? What are your goals in the future? Terms of strength training, weightlifting, bodybuilding
1: changed. Say, I only ever used to do uh, bodybuilding and running, Mm. really, without really having a focus on getting strong, particularly strong. Um, Whereas now it's kind of very, very a lot more organized than what it has been. We've been through I've been through a couple of cycles of the Russian Squat programme which is good fun and I did actually start started it again about two weeks ago with with a heavier weight. Did the first session and was still fucked when I, by the time I got came around to the second session, so I was like, maybe it's a little bit a little bit too much of an ask to uh, to bump that weight up. So have now like started a six week all the powerlifters are going to be super happy that I'm admitting to this, but a super high volume session, so four or five sets of 12 on all the main exercises and variations of them. I'm doing six weeks of that, they only do like two or three <laughs> per block and then that's going to slowly taper down into more uh, strength focused stuff um, all the way through with a very uh, with a, an emphasis on technique for olympic weightlifting as well so probably a little bit Mm -hmm. like yourself john um so yeah that's where my my trainings are at the moment but the way that it's changed is um i don't really train for rugby anymore just kind of turn up on a saturday (laughs) um and yeah like changed from mainly doing like bodybuilding work to like sort of more general strength training i suppose with that end goal of being a better Olympic weightlifter in mind.
2: Sounds good. Yeah,
1: so I've probably been sort of similar in terms of
2: previously done bodybuilding and then obviously rugby training on top of that. Uh, Then started to gravitate towards more trying to aid rugby, so then more strength stuff, uh, moving towards... I played around with Westside last year, so a lot of dynamic effort, max effort stuff. With a band. With a just a, a band and a box. Yeah. Uh, and just having a play around with them, uh, which I, I enjoyed it, I really liked it, and it uh, just made it more consistent, a bit more flexible for me during the week when I was coming off the back of a rugby game. So, uh, then more recently, I uh, did a block of a uh, mixture of high volume and low volume, which was tough for about eight weeks um, and now on the century and uh, I'm going to stick on this just for my ease of not having to think about necessarily doing a session because we've got a century written up on the board every day so you can just come in crack on with that um, so it's sort of adapted more towards more strength stuff um, and probably less hypertrophy but um. Again, just looking to get stronger and keep working towards improving rugby stuff. Um, but yeah, it has, it has worked, especially the side stuff, really good for um, hamstrings, posterior chain, um, in terms of getting faster, jumping and stuff, um, which is all really useful for rugby. More explosive, it's good. Nice. So, where I'm at.
0: so to round it up, we'll call it a day there. What's one bit of training advice for anyone who's on that journey of getting stronger, Getting muscle, losing body
1: fat, what's one bit of advice that you'd give them that like you've been le- learned over the years? Separate your training from the rest of your day. Make that from the rest of your week even. So if you've got two hours a week to train, that's two hours a week where you can c- completely immerse yourself in whatever your goal is. So whether it's bodybuilding, losing body fat, getting stronger, uh, whatever, it, whatever that goal might be, those two hours spend those on yourself, put your phone away, stay completely in the moment, like concentrate on what you're doing, think about what you're doing um, and you will end up enjoying it a lot more.
2: Uh, for myself
1: it's probably like if you're in doubt, just stick to the simple
2: stuff, you're not going to go for- too far wrong with doing your squats, your deadlifts, your bench presses your rows, like variations of them will get you stronger over the time, it's just a case of doing them consistently, adding the weight and then Avoiding some of the necessary fluff that you don't necessarily need in a program. Um, that's my main one, I think. I I wasn't expecting actually to turn the question. <laughs> as I was
0: about to sign off then. Um, I think just that consistency and that long goal. So keep consistent in what you do. Be accurate in what you do in terms of that fluff in your program. But if you consistently add weight over the bar over a long, long period of time and realize that it's a long goal, not just a short-term goal, I think you set yourself for, for great success just because so many people are now short-sighted, maybe yeah. through social media and Facebook and whatnot, <clears throat> just that, like 28-day programs, six-minute abs, that kind of thing. But if you actually want to gain some serious strength, gain some muscle and get lean, oh, this is like a, a six month, year, two year, three year, lifetime like dedication to, to what you want to do, not just a short term fix. And then it's just like consistency, so consistently turning to the gym, consistently adding weight to the bar, consistently tracking your calories, consistently tracking your macros and it will all add up just like little by little I mean, you look back and be like fuck I've made a huge difference over the last three years rather than get frustrated at a six-week program because you haven't got the results that you wanted. So yeah, consistency from me.
1: And always finish your session with curls. Yeah, yeah, that,
0: that's a given. That's <laughs> a given. <laughs> All right, guys, you've been listening to Steel Habitat Podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to rate us at 5 Star on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find us at steelhabitat.co.uk and we will see you guys next week.